0: Welcome to the Humanity Matters Podcast, where we discuss and reflect on faith and philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social issues. We want to engage with ideas on what it means to be a free human being in pursuit of human flourishing. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Humanity Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Philip Fletcher, where we discuss and reflect on faith and philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social issues. We want to engage on what it means to be a free human being in the pursuit of human flourishing. This is a special podcast, as in the next three weeks, we're going to do humanity matters one-on-one. And Today, we're going to be looking at All Lives Matter versus Black Lives Matter. If you want to connect, connect with me on my Facebook page, Dr. Philip Fletcher, also on Twitter at Phil Fletcher. Find me on the IG at Dr. Philip Fletcher. And as always, you can send me an email at humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. I want to thank you to our sponsors Uh, for this podcast to include Brad from Texas, Dan from uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. So today we have with us Bonnie from Benton. How are you doing, Bonnie? I'm fine. Thank you. Good. So Bonnie is coming with us today to discuss the position of Black Lives Matter. Is that correct? That is correct. That's correct. So Bonnie, just for the audience, just tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: I am almost 46 years old. I'm a practicing attorney. I've been practicing for a little over 20 years, uh, primarily in the area of family law, some criminal law. Okay. Um, And I've always had a deep interest in issues of race relations, criminal justice, and... um, now especially in this era everything that's going on in our country so i'm, I'm excited to be here and i appreciate you okay. letting me
0: be here yeah i appreciate you very much having to take the time and the courage to have this discussion now uh, for complete transparency i gave an invitation out to an all lives matter position nobody took me up on the position so i'm very thankful for bonnie and her courage to sit down with me as we have this discussion so how we are going to proceed forward for everybody that's listening? Uh, you've been familiar with uh, my process for any length of time. You know, we're going to go through a period of education uh, and then a period of interrogation. In other words, we're going to critique the idea. And then from there, we're going to see where the weakness is, the strengths of the other position. And then we'll find out where is the common ground. Why is this important? Well, it's important because 2020 has been quite crazy. And one of the things that I have realized is that we are uh, moving in a direction where if our society is going to continue as it is, then we need to recover the importance of having civil conversations, that we need to be able to sit down with one another with a competing idea and be able to educate that person but also be educated, to be able to ask questions of that person, but also have the humility to have questions asked about us, to be able to identify the strengths and the weaknesses in our own position, as well as the strengths and weaknesses of the other position. That in the end, regardless if you are persuaded or not, that we would develop and have the practices to be civil and to be kind with one another. So want more information on that go to my website philipfletcher.org go on the content tabs go to the very bottom there's a slide deck that you can get and it's called be civil and kind and use that and learn from one another so with that so bonnie what cultivated your interest in racial issues before we get to the more specific about black lives matter um, just talk to us about what engendered that concern about racial issues
1: i was born in denver colorado Okay. however we moved to arkansas when i was five so arkansas i am in arkansas and this is my home mm-hmm. but you can imagine that my parents coming from denver to a, a town very small a very small town in arkansas
2: mm-hmm.
1: were quite uh, it was quite an adjustment for them okay one of the adjustments was that our town was all white all caucasian and my mom i remember her working very hard through our childhood to help us understand this is not the world Mm. there are a lot there's a lot of diversity through the world and she did a wonderful job at that because all of us four children uh learned to be compassionate and uh worldly and i I give my mom a lot of credit for that well when i was in high school i dated a uh at the time, we I was a girl. He was a boy. I, I dated a young man who was biracial, okay. and he was from a different town, and I remember the stress and um, my dad getting threats, mm. uh, calls to his work, threatening him, and um, the controversy it caused that I was simply dating someone of a different race, and I just remember being that, that started a passion in me okay. to understand and to fight against that kind of prejudice. And um, it just took hold where I wanted to understand and frankly, at the time, defeat racism. You know, And yeah. as I went through my life, I had all kinds of opportunities to, to meet and interact with people who also feel passionate about okay. that issue. So that moved on to criminal justice. I was fascinated by criminal justice and criminal justice reform through college, and I've kind of developed my social activism efforts in that area, and criminal justice reform is not just, is not specifically race-related, as you know, but uh, it has a lot to do with it, mass incarceration, things like that, so I've started studying those things because that's where I want my social activism efforts
0: to concentrate. Okay, good, I appreciate that. Hey, we're here for Humanity Matters One on One. I'm your host, Dr. Philip Fletcher, and we're here with Bonnie as we are talking about All Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter. If you want to send us an email, send us an email at humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. Also, this podcast will be available uh, on Apple and Google and wherever you get your podcast content. So, Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, Black Lives Matter, all right? A movement started in response to the deaths of specifically Michael Brown in regards to law enforcement, but also with Trayvon Martin and what happened uh, in the loss of that young man's life. And a movement started by some young ladies. It was Black Lives Matter. How did you respond to that when you heard that slogan, which would eventually also become an organization, tell us about that.
1: The slogan itself made sense to me, uh-huh. um, you know, and we're kind of here to discuss as well the people who don't who feel, feel very uncomfortable with that or, mm-hmm. or don't have a good understanding of it. Mm-hmm. The slogan of Black Lives Matter and the idea behind it, you know. Honestly, I I had absolutely no problem with it. Okay. As it developed into what people are saying a movement and took on more activism and mm-hmm. and, and controversy, um, I understood and understand some of the what I see as fear okay of the success of the Black Lives Matter movement versus mm-hmm. a Black Lives Matter idea.
0: Okay. Okay. Good. Good. So, if you were to run into if somebody was sitting here right now um and they had no idea what we was talking about, right? How would you in your lawyer profession, right? All right, and being brief and succinct, right, and clear, uh, how would you describe Black Lives Matter to somebody? The idea? Yes.
1: It is the idea that a Part of our population mm-hmm. has an experience okay. in society that is completely different and disparate okay. from that of Caucasians. Okay. And that we have to understand that experience, and because it is different and and in some ways so much worse, we have to understand that we've got to deal with that. We have to acknowledge that illness in
0: our society okay okay good so when we get back you mentioned experience and disparate okay and we want to talk about those two things as we continue on talking about black lives matter and all lives matter here at the humanity matters podcast and our series one-on-one now a word from our sponsor. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Humanity Matters podcast where we're doing Humanity Matters one on one. And I am sitting down today with Bonnie, who lives in Benton and practices law uh, in Little Rock. You doing all right today? I'm doing great. Good. And so we have been talking about uh, Black Lives Matter. Um, Today's discussion, it was intended to have a discussion between a person who supported the position of All Lives Matter and with Bonnie, Black Lives Matter, but Bonnie was the only one that responded, and that's quite okay. It's still going to be a great, informative discussion. For more information, you can visit my website, philipfletcher.org. Click on the content tab, swing to the bottom. You'll see a slide deck called Be Civil and Kind. and That's information on how to have civil conversations with people, especially people that you don't agree with, and that's very important right now. So, Bonnie, uh, before we went to break, and you was giving your description of Black Lives Matter, you mentioned two things, experience and desperate. Can you dive down into that a little bit more in your description?
1: Through my trying to study and educate myself, I've listened to friends and associates who are Black, Mm -hmm. and I've heard their firsthand, and as you might have said, anecdotal perhaps, Mm -hmm. um, experiences, mm-hmm. which have helped me understand that I will never relate. Number mm-hmm. one, not mm-hmm. in a, not in the way that obviously I will never have those experiences that they've had, but it has helped me understand the insidiousness of the situation okay. and, and the systemic nature of the situation. Okay. Um, and so by experience, I mean until a person actually sits with several people of color to under to try to understand their day-to-day lives and their experiences. That person honestly doesn't have a whole lot of credibility with me on this okay.
0: issue. Okay.
1: Disparate as in the outcomes for people of color in so many ways are disparate. They they things are as I understand it, things are harder, things they are even in today's society, I mean, obviously, um, especially with criminal justice, they, their outcomes are statistically worse. And I know there are a lot of people who want to cherry pick statistics or want to limit the number of sources that they will look at and, and give credence to. Mm-hmm. Those people also don't have credibility with me. So okay. if you look at reliable and consistent sources of the statistics for people of color on all sorts of issues—housing, criminal justice, um, uh, education—you'll see that that their outcomes are are in it are are it's unacceptable how disparate their outcomes can be.
0: Okay, all right, okay. So the statement "All lives matter." Okay, um, most would argue uh, that that phrase did not exist prior to uh 2014 okay uh that the phrase all lives matter was in response to or a reaction to the statement black lives matter okay uh that for those who offer the phrase all lives matter um they will make the argument that you know we're all americans okay that uh, all of us have the uh, same opportunity, okay? And also, um, everyone uh, should respond in a particular way, especially as it relates to law enforcement, you know, keeping it in context of why Black Lives Matter came about. Um, how would you respond to an All Lives Matter person who, when they hear Black Lives Matter, right? they say, well, all lives matter, right? Um, I saw somewhere uh, a couple of years ago on Twitter, uh, somebody had made a, a objection to the statement, all lives matter, is that you wouldn't go to a Susan G. Komen uh, cancer, because they focus on breast cancer, right? right? And have someone stand up at the race and say, well, all cancer patients matter, okay? Okay. Um, so all that I just laid out there, how would you respond to a, an all-lives-matter proponent?
1: I am going to say something that I think is most universal in my opinion, but then I'm okay. also probably going to say something pretty provocative. Oh, yes. When someone says all-lives-matter right. all uh-huh. in, in response to a Black Lives Matter subject or statement, it indicates to me that that person is, A, fearful. Okay. And B, fearful because that person is ignorant. Mm-hmm. That person hasn't done those things that I address, which is sit down with people of color to understand the issues and okay. what they go through compared to what generally Caucasians go through. Okay. So the fear comes from the ignorance. So mm-hmm. that's the first thing. Okay. The other thing, which is more provocative and not as universally applied, in my opinion, is okay. the fact that "all lives matter" is tantamount. Mount is probably too strong. All Lives Matter goes in the direction of people saying that they have the right to have white pride when they're talking about race, mm. that they, they wonder why, white people can't have pride? Why, uh, you know, why don't we have parades? And of course it gets complicated, you know, this, it's mm-hmm. a, but that's a, kind of in the same direction to me. Okay and that's the more those are the more um those are the, the the less that that's the more divisive way of putting this but frankly um it's beside the point and it's an ignorant statement in a lot of ways ignorant as in this pe- this person doesn't know what this mm-hmm. person should know for mm-hmm. whatever reason that is
0: mm-hmm. okay. okay all right um how would you respond to the uh to those that would look at black lives matter All right. And and recently there has been this uh, desire to for people to distinguish, make a distinguishment between slogan and the organization. OK, that that is a is a 501 organization in terms of Black Lives Matter, uh, where I have seen people will distinguish I support. Black Lives Matter, the idea that Black people do matter as human beings, that they matter in relationship to being able to, you know, live their lives, you know, get an education, be free from any form of police brutality. All right. But that organization and uh, its founders and the things that they stand for, I just cannot go there. How would you uh, respond to that critique?
1: Well, I, I love that issue and that question. Okay. Uh, and most recently, you may have seen that our one of our representatives, Westerman, in his public debate, took that exact same position. Okay. He, he can support Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter as a notion, but the movement gives him pause. Okay. Well, I think it's cowardly, honestly. Okay. Uh, for somebody to say, yeah, 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 uh, black people are equal and they shouldn't go through stuff that they shouldn't go through, but... That organization is just a bunch of thugs. That organization is it just causes trouble. I don't know what they think they're doing. That's it's at best, mm-hmm. it's a cowardly position. Okay. At worst, it's just empty. Because okay. if you believe truly that black people have we should work for equality for black people, if you truly believe that, mm-hmm. you should support the movement. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you have to support everything that they do, every uh every legitimate news story of some decision they've made no mm-hmm. but I think it's it takes courage to say there's gotta be action and movement behind the notion otherwise the notion means nothing.
0: Okay. Okay. So just for clarification, um, do you equate movement with the organization or are you giving some nuance there?
1: Um I don't equate okay. them specifically. In other words, maybe maybe I don't need to, to imply that the organization is the entire movement. Okay. And trust this, that I may need to know more about the actual organization. Okay. But I, I've always, my perception has been that the organization is within the movement. Okay. So maybe I need to clarify something mm-hmm. there. So if, some, if people say the movement or the organization, maybe we don't need to conflate those two
2: mm-hmm. things. Or maybe
1: mm-hmm. I did, that. Uh, the organization itself, so long as they are doing mostly good mm-hmm. things. What is good? Well, protesting, legislative advocacy, right. lobbying—those right. things that are going to make true change. Right, right. Yes, we yeah. need the organization. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, how are we going to make real differences?
0: Mm-hmm. it's right. a good question. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. So let's shift. All right. To you, kind of well, you really called it cowardly, um, the weaknesses of of all lives matter, okay? Um, and you referenced what uh, one of the politicians that referenced in their debate. Um, what other weaknesses do you see in the position of all lives matter?
1: Well, and let me clarify that what, what to me is cowardly mm-hmm. is saying that you believe Black people should have a more similar experience to okay. white people, but then saying you don't support the movement or the okay. organization—that okay. to me is cowardice. Okay. The All Lives Matter is, you know, the weakness to me is that it, it doesn't mean anything. Okay. No one disagrees with that. Okay. That's the problem. It's, okay. Uh, it's just kind of a nothing burger to me. Okay. Um, and it, again. I, I it indicates someone who just has not taken the time to learn okay. about Black Lives Matter.
0: Okay. All right. So now let's put ourselves in a mirror. What do you see as some of the weaknesses in the Black Lives Matter position? If
1: the, I don't know that I can attribute this to action or non-action okay. on the part of the organization. Okay. Is, are you asking
0: about the organization? Uh, let's let's uh, I'll get more specific in my question. Um, weaknesses in the movement. What are things that they could do better in terms of action or communication so that people can understand um, what their goals are?
1: And the, okay, and I think if they have more control over, which you would hope and and, and expect, mm-hmm. they need to. I hope that they're able to keep a good amount of control over the social media okay. narrative okay. around them. And again, sometimes that's that takes on a life of its own. Yes, it can. And, you know, and so it may not be a realistic expectation or desire. Um, that to me has done the most damage. The the coverage of violence occurring through the demonstrations, which then automatically gets Mm -hmm. attributed to black Mm -hmm. lives matter, whether it should or not, and whether it had anything to do with any of, you know, I mean, they, whether they were just bad actors or whether it's Mm -hmm. part of the movement. So I think the, one of the weaknesses is, um, is that, that people, who don't want to learn or who are fearful of what Black Lives Matter might do, they use those snippets as Mm -hmm. an excuse to Mm -hmm. then look away, to withdraw their support, withdraw their attention. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a good analysis that, uh, and, and not just in this specific issue that we're talking about, but we tend to take the extremes as a reason to disregard the entire we throw the baby out with the bathwater, essentially, um, that we look at some of these extreme things that happen. And then in cases like this, uh, people can come in and take advantage of the situation as a means to actually discredit um, the good work or the good work that's trying to be accomplished. And so you are also right that communication is a very big thing and, and really uh seeking to, as best as possible, control the narrative so that you can really garner a lot of support uh, moving forward. So as we're coming on the downhill swing of this, what are you hopeful for um, in regards to people who do not agree with your position? What, what's your hope for them? Uh, what could you offer them uh, that would persuade them to consider your position?
1: I would hope that they would want to verify their position mm. strongly enough, that they want that strongly enough to do the research mm-hmm. and uh, the listening mm. it would require to verify their mm. position. Let
0: yeah. me echo that. She said re- research and listening. Very critical. Keep going. Yes. And the only thing,
1: way to do legitimate research in my opinion other than reading and reading and reading is Mm -hmm. to actually expose yourself Mm -hmm. to people of other colors ethnicities experiences and i don't mean your co-workers Mm -hmm. when you come in and out of an office to me you know that doesn't mean that you are enlightened Mm -hmm. i mean sit down with that co-worker and ask that co-worker Mm -hmm. what do you think about this how does this make you feel Mm -hmm. Uh, So I would hope for people who disagree with me that they would feel compelled enough to prove me wrong, that they're going to go talk to people of color um, to to verify their position, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that black people don't need extra focus in Mm -hmm. our society Mm -hmm. so that we can make progress toward equality.
0: Okay. Okay. Any concluding thoughts?
1: Um, I think simply that the divisiveness of so many issues and yeah. the fact that we all race to our corners, yeah. um, ev- people on both ends of the spectrum are guilty of this. And mm. I see plenty of people who are on the what we might call the left, left, left side of the spectrum. Yes, ma'am. I see them doing things just as unfortunate or saying things or being just as unlikely and closed-minded they're not likely to listen to other perspectives. So I think that that that's where we start is with things like this, this podcast, we're trying to listen, trying to understand each other. Yeah. Even if we ultimately don't agree.
0: Yeah. That's good, Bonnie. I thank you very much for joining us.
1: Thank you.
2: Thank you.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for the, joining us for the humanity matters podcast one-on-one been sitting with Bonnie as we discuss all lives matter and black lives matter. Uh, join us next week as we will have in the room a Democrat, a Libertarian, and a Republican. Sounds like a very bad joke. But, yes, we'll have a Democrat, a Republican, and a Libertarian sit down, and we will discuss ideas. So be looking forward to that on the Humanity Matters podcast. For more information, visit our website, philipfletcher.org. Also check out my nonprofit, coho5a.org our building project, HopeVillageCoho.org, and as well as our nonprofit development, Replicate. Uh, like us on YouTube. You can find our YouTube channel, Humanity Matters. Just look up Philip Fletcher. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast content. And always remember to be love, be kind, be generous. And if we remember to live in hope, we can do the impossible. Take care. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Humanity Matters Podcast. For more information, visit the website philipfletcher.org or send us an email at humanitymatterspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And remember, as always, if we remember to live in hope, we can do the impossible. So be love, be kind, and be generous.